Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. Start off the show with a rattle from the 1993 playoff rattle. <laughs> Anyways, hope our listeners are enjoying enjoying the first few games of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, I know that these crowds are uh, insane in the U.S. I don't know about you, Syl, like what you're thinking about that, but um, but. It just seems there's only like up to, let's say, 9,000 people there. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it sounds like there's 20,000 people in those arenas. But I don't know. Well, I, it's like I, they I can, they're probably still using the, the crowd noise that they normally do use. So to bump it up a little yes. bit, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. yeah but um, anyways, we don't have any people, obviously, in our in our buildings. But uh, hopefully for our Leafs, we'll... Who knows? Maybe it'll happen for us. I don't know. But to start off the show today, uh, we just want to let you know the results of our poll questions, which were something new for the playoffs we're doing um, every game day for the playoffs. Um, we're going to have a, a question and be sure to follow us on our social media and put in your vote. Our handle is at LTL1917. Yeah, so for game one, the question we had was, will Freddie Anderson get in a game in round one? And the results for this were pretty, pretty um, close, but it was a 60-40 split in um, the yes column. So, oh, sorry, 60-40 split, uh, no. So most people thought that he wouldn't get in uh, to a game Uh, so far. Jack Campbell's looked pretty good. So um, we'll see if that comes to fruition. Um, But, uh, but yeah, like what did, what did, what's your personal thought on this, Chris? I don't know. uh, Chris Johnston, it was funny the way he mentioned it on the Saturday night. I think it was, he, um, he said that, for, there may be the possibility on that on the back to back that he that mm-hmm. he gets in um, with Freddie, but uh, I actually felt sorry for Freddie. They actually showed him once in the uh, sitting there as the backup. I just mm-hmm. not used to seeing his face there as the backup. But um, no, but you know when when he was uh, when Jack Campbell was over on the bench though, I saw him smiling. So I oh think, did you? Yeah, oh. he looked. Uh, I actually made a point of noting that that he he was smiling. So he looked he looked comfortable. He looked like he was he was okay. He didn't look sad or forlorn or anything. No, I'm um, sure he's uh, and he's supportive no, he's, guy. I'm sure yeah. they're they're a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. So um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he'll get in, but um, it was. I thought actually it would have been like our poll was sixty forty. I thought it would have been a lot more like closer to like ninety percent that people thought he would not be yeah. in like, going in. So it's kind of interesting that way as to. Yeah. Or, I did not expect it to be that close either. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but uh, I mean, Jack Campbell's looking pretty good so far. There was a couple of yeah. little missteps, but um, in game one, but um, last night he looked pretty darn good. And even though um, we had that, those periods where he didn't get a lot of action, I was a little bit concerned about that, uh, but he still um, showed up nicely, and our, our defense played a lot better too in front of him yesterday. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, our game number two question um, that we had on the poll: Will the adversity experienced by the Leafs in Game One help them get back on track and get in the win column for Game Number Two? So that one was actually quite positive, ninety percent. Um, thought that we would win that game. Uh, and I, I love the whole 
um, hashtag win it for JT on the mm-hmm. <laughs> on on social media because and I hope I hope that really continues with with the team the win it for JT for the series not just for that game um, that game number two but um, but yeah I mean I I was glad to see that Leafs Nation was positive sort of thing mm-hmm. like to get that vibe from them because we're always I mean we're always obviously from so many past experiences that haven't been great. Um, we're always a little bit more, tend to be a bit more worried or negative, but, um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty good. What did you think about the 90% for that? Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was happy to see that, like you said. Um, and I think, you know, that is, you know, Leafs nation, we're an extension of the team. And I really feel like the team that's the attitude that they had, that they wanted to win it for him. And I actually love what Spezza said last night about how, you know, they really want to win it for him so and win the series for him so that he can get back into the lineup, you know, where he belongs. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I do. I, that made me feel uh, a lot better seeing that everyone was feeling a little bit more, um, positive about the whole situation there and um, that was obviously good to see that everybody was feeling good going into that game um, and not super super stressed so which you know obviously we've had in the past so when we've had some something go wrong um Anyway, so again, you can find our playoff poll every game day on all our social media platforms. So be sure to follow us at LTL1917 and give us your vote. We've got a lot to get into with what's gone on in the series so far. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. Okay, so we're going to get into it. Um starting off with the the thing that unfortunately we really wish we weren't going to be talking about but the JT injury and how that all um rolled out um in game 1 so it was i don't know for me um it was quite horrific to see him um like that especially when he tried to get up and he couldn't get up and I, I don't know why Sportsnet was showing it over and over and over again like really like you really needed to show it that much um but uh yeah for me being a hockey mom uh the first thing I thought of was him in his uh maple leaf bedding and how this is like obviously his dream and the first thing I thought of was that it's that dream is done for him for this year. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, for sure, it's it's done. I think as well. I can't see him coming back. I don't even know next year too. Like it yeah. might be something like the way Sidney Crosby took that whole mm-hmm. year off years ago. Hopefully not. Cross our fingers. Well, I mean, by all accounts, from what they've said um, in the reports, uh, he's got the knee injury also, uh, which yeah. we'll get into in a, in a second. Yeah. But uh, um, but the concussion, obviously, they don't really have a timeline for it. But uh, he could he could recover. Like it depends how far we go. Uh, because he's got no structural damage, um, there's not as much danger, I guess. So as long as the concussion symptoms uh, abate, then he he could be back this year. Which I I the way he got rocked, I 
I'm like completely blown away that that he he is doing as well as he is. So yeah. it's funny. I I heard uh, Damian Cox tweeted out actually the that for all of ten minutes the Leafs had their full lineup from this year for this year. Odd. It's like oh I know that's God, crazy, that's, eh? Yeah, like it's like hope you enjoyed it. It's like oh my God, like you. I mean, not to take away, obviously, for like it was a horrific thing, but I, 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 it's just, yeah, it's just crazy how we never really have had a full lineup with everybody in there, um, and uh, yeah, and and I, I just, I, I like the fact I was trying to think to myself who is gonna like. There's nobody gonna be able to replace him, no. obviously, right? As that caliber or player like there's just I mean I think he's another one that you take it for granted like the way we've been saying all season with Austin Matthews the way he's just a scoring machine and just doing what he does every game and we celebrate as as we tried to keep in our mind to celebrate that but John Tavares was even more let's just say in the background because he's just he's a pro and he just goes about his business and he just does it Every game. And um, And he's like the the rock of consistency, you know, like really, it's like, that's why you, you, that's such a huge, huge piece that's, that's missing. Yeah. And the person though, that I think that can possibly at least, he seems to have elevated his game a little bit. And, and he's also a leader is Jason Spezza. He, Mm -hmm. I think has, has come into a little bit of a light here with, with uh, Tavares going down. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. And, um, but I actually think they didn't play that bad in that game considering, I, I mean, they were actually, sure. they played, they played great. Yeah. They don't, yeah. they considering. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, yeah. it, that game sort of, you know, obviously it took some time for them to, to recalibrate and settle down. And I really yeah. couldn't wait for that intermission to come because I just thought they needed to just be off the ice and get into the room yeah. and just be able to talk to each other because uh, even just seeing everybody on the bench, it, uh, they just looked horrified. So I They're can't even shock. imagine. Yeah. And it was just so the fact that there were no fans there also made it even more like, you know, you could hear what's going on on the ice, which normally we don't hear as much. And it was really, really, really horrible. So it was a it was a bizarre night too because I mean to have three puck over glass penalties. No, I know. Game. I that's why I think that no matter like they even though <laughs> it was like, like they regrouped yeah. and everything, but they still weren't right that whole game. Like like that kind of stuff never happens. I mean, it never yeah. has happened. So yeah, exactly, it's not yeah. going to happen again either. But. You know, I I think that it took some time for them to regroup. They still took it to them for a lot of the game. I think that even Montreal, in some ways, was sort of uh, a little bit taken aback because it like they settled down too. Because the thing that caught to me caused the whole thing was their reckless hitting. Like they came out hitting, which is great. But I would just yeah. every single hit that everybody any guy was throwing and finishing, they were they were leaving their feet. So they they were really reckless and I really believe and I know other people have said this but I kind of I like to believe I said it first before anybody <laughs> got on the air um is that Sherriot was the was the one who caused yes. that that whole yeah. thing by yeah. his his hit to to his knee made him fall awkwardly in a vulnerable position Perry's coming down the ice and can't get out of the way like that wouldn't have happened if that reckless hitting was not going on 
And you know, so Sherratt, Sherratt needs to have a visit from the Wayne train <laughs> and that will, that will happen. I, I think he tried to visit him in game number two. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, right. But more importantly, I mean, we have to be winning the game and winning the series sort of thing. 100%. So I'm sure, I'm sure Sherratt will, will get, uh, will, will get, uh, a visit from, uh, well, it doesn't matter who it is, whether it be even Bogosian, Muzzin, Wayne Simmons. We got a lot of, like, I don't think Montreal realizes that, like, they can try and do this, trying to run us through the boards or whatever, mm-hmm. but we're a different team, too. We have different players, veteran players, and we can, and we've been, this is our fifth time now with this, let's say, the core young yeah. group. They know what it's about too, like Matthews, Marner. Well, Elander. that showed because they tried yes. to get him to to you know buy into it and and take a stupid retaliatory penalty too, and yeah. and we didn't bite. So you know we they know what they're what what's at stake and they're not going to do anything stupid. And like I I think that that's a pretty bad strategy if that's is that's what you what you think you need to do to get us off our game because look what happened you know in game 2 uh Montreal spent the night in the penalty box giving us lots of practice time on our power yeah. play so um it's it's not a good strategy so I actually think that they'll make adjustments also on uh, Monday Montreal will so um I kind of think that they're going to take a little bit of a different tack because that was really undisciplined for on their part on, uh, on a Saturday night. Yeah. And um, yeah. So, I mean, after JT got injured, um, like, I think the fact that we had the three former captains like Spezza, Foligno and Thornton Mm -hmm. in our lineup, it really showed in that game anyways, to basically once we got off the, got to the intermission, like they, I think as a group, like those three guys being former captains, like they definitely calmed the group down and, and obviously they were just waiting to make sure JT was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, but all those guys, I think, really helped to have that veteran leadership. And um, let's just talk about actually some of these players going into um, overall in the games, like uh, the the different players' uh, performance starting... I don't know. I, I'm amazed at Jason Spezza. So I want to start with him. Um, the guy's 37 years old and he, he's, he's looking spry out there. eh? Oh, yeah. I think he like he must. I mean, they all know like they're coming to their last opportunity for a cup. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, obviously, you only get so many chances. And um, I don't know. It's going to be tough without Tavares to actually to get that. But um, anyhow, he obviously has he's taking it on um, some like with the additional leadership. I just think it was great in game two, how he got us on the board mm-hmm. and to tie the game up. And, um, and he's just taking it to another level. I think he should get more ice time. He's only getting, um, I was looking before we came on, I was looking at the ice times for some of the players and mm-hmm. it's funny. A lot of them, the only one that was ridiculous was in game one was Marner where he got yeah. 27 minutes because mm-hmm. of the stupid, penalties the puck over glass penalties right. and he plays on the pk but um, well, except for the one that he caused which he was in the box for you so he got a little bit of a two-minute well, rest there <laughs> i guess so but, but that he just 20- even shows how much time he played you know 27 like, minutes though he was over 27 minutes that was insane like and that's he should not, not even an overtime game yeah he should not be like but i mean going back to spezza he had in game two he had 12 minutes mm-hmm. and i think he had about the same in in game one but 
I don't know. I just think I, I'm thinking like they they should get get him in there a little bit more. The fact that he seems to be um, like he's 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 taking on more of the leadership role, and he and he just seems to have that. I don't know how you'd say it. The uh, the energy or the going yeah, on adrenaline. But I, the I don't question know. is, though, uh, will he have that same energy if they give him more ice time? Like, is is the fact that they limit his ice somewhat, like, have they maybe found a sweet spot for him? Like, could it be that if he plays more, it will take more out of him and he'll be less effective? I mean, there is that question also. You know, maybe. Or the other thing is because, I mean, he's playing 12 minutes. Like I thought when JT was out, like they basically they put Kerfoot in there. Kerfoot's actually been playing really well. No, and he played great last night. That line was really, really motoring. Yeah. Yeah. With Willie and Galchenyuk. But um, I I was thinking actually that they would put Spezza up there on the second line because um, Kerfoot only played, he played about 15 minutes. No, but Kerfoot played last night though with uh, Engvall and, um, and Mikheyev. They had oh. uh, Felino on the second line. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't even notice Felino. That's the thing. <laughs> that might not be a that's, bad thing. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure I saw him curve it with Willie. Well, I don't know, all night they he you know what they have their lines and everything, but they're with different transitions and stuff. Like they could have been on the ice together at certain times. Power maybe, plays. I don't know. Or too. maybe I was shaking my playoff rattle too much. Who knows? <laughs> right. And I was just like, because I was screaming at the TV screen too much. <laughs> Anyways, I liked Kerfoot's game. So yeah. I didn't, but, uh, but he only played wherever he played, he only played 15 minutes. And I thought to myself, Spencer could take maybe a couple of shifts away. So I think get him up to 13 minutes. Like, I don't know, but maybe like you're saying, maybe that's the sweet spot for Spencer. Maybe they have a good, Maybe Keith has a good thing going there, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So I mean, I liked his game. I mean, um, he's getting he's getting time though in important situations, you know, in important faceoffs. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. In power play time, um, yeah. So you know, he's going to be used like that's where I think his extra time will come. Like not with a regular shift necessarily, but with um, additional moments like that, where we need something uh, to create something. So uh, he was incredible on in the face-offs last night also. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I kind of feel like that is to me um, as much as, you know, you see that energy and that desire and you're like, we can, you can only need, you can only use more of that on the ice. I still think that his presence on the bench is always felt also. So even though he's not, you know, necessarily always, you know, on the oh, ice. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Time, that's like, that's, leadership. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think that yeah. we're going to. He's definitely always going to be involved in in big moments, though, in this series, without a doubt. And I thought Simmons was much better in game number two mm-hmm. than game one. I didn't notice him too much, but uh, game number two, he was up to his his uh, best chirping there of the players. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but and- don't you don't we want to see more from him than than just that though? Like I. I kind of feel like, you know, part of the reason that we were so excited to get him is because he is a guy that that does those things and provides that energy and provides that leadership, but he also and toughness, but he's he also can score and that can has kind of dropped off a little bit. So, 
I think I, we can, personally, I would like to see a little bit more from Simmons um, in that regard is more of an offensive threat. But I wonder I think, if, if he needs so. to be used differently for that or I don't know. Well, he's not, he's on the PK a little bit, but because yeah. he's on the second PK, he doesn't get obviously PK the, or power play unit or sorry, power play. Sorry. Yeah. He's, but he, he's not in, uh, he doesn't get that much time on it mm-hmm. because he's at the end. And, um, but, uh, I don't know. I was happy with him last night. I, I'm happy just with the physicality because mm-hmm. we don't, we haven't had a player like that in such a long time who, like when, when he bowled over Josh Anderson there, that was my night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, that is beautiful. Yeah. And then the other part was when Matthews basically told Gallagher to get out of his way and just bowled over him. Mm-hmm. That was another beautiful moment that I enjoyed very mm-hmm. much. And we have not seen that in quite some time in our in our game. Just those little instances. Like it doesn't have to be all the time, like the way the Habs are doing it. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, um, yes, Simmons being that net, fr- I can see what you're saying though, like mm-hmm. being more in the net front presence, like yeah. maybe tip in a goal, that sort of thing. Yeah. Or getting the eyes of the goalie, yeah, he can probably do better th- with that. And um, and then, of course, speaking of Austin Matthews, one Austin Matthews, what did you think of him? <laughs> oh my God, he's he was a beast last night, and uh, yeah, he was just everywhere. Like I really like the, the the chances that he has and the stuff that almost doesn't go in. Like I don't know if there's a diff- a guy in the in the league that has as many posts as him like every game like it's pretty incredible um I think that we haven't even seen the best of him yet in this series uh but yeah that was uh really (laughs) that that goal was like again like so fast that I like I'm thankful that we have replay because every time he scores you really need to see the replay to see that it it went in right so um yeah yeah uh, there's and I, like you said, like his physicality is so much better. He's really good in the faceoffs. Also, um, yeah. his his uh, his basically his two way game is is right there. So, yeah, yeah, it was funny. I I've been noticing on social media a lot of references to 1967 mm-hmm. and um, good references actually. So in game two, Matthews had uh, a three point night mm-hmm. last night and. That's the first time that that's happened for a Leaf player in a playoff game versus Montreal since 1967, that he actually had three points, mm-hmm. uh, a player like that. So, yeah. So, yeah, my highlight, too. I mean, I am a little worried when he does make the hits because mm-hmm. that's not what we want him for. <laughs> but when he does, he seems to be enjoying it, actually. He's uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> So, um, so that's a good thing, but, um, yeah, I just want to make sure he, obviously we need him healthy and, um, just to keep on doing what he's doing because yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely a machine out there. That's mm-hmm. for sure. And then, um, going back just to the ice time thing with Nylander, mm-hmm. William Nylander, like, he, I don't know. I thought he played, I thought he was playing good last night he's, on the Saturday night. He's played, he played great both nights. I mean, he had, but some people are complaining about him on, on yeah, but social media, but. Yeah, but you can't even, don't even go there because people, there's people that hate Willie no matter what. So there's, there's those people, the Twitter people, like 
not, they, they, they are his haters. And no matter what he does, that he's, they're never, he's never going to be able to, to do anything that, that they like. So it's yeah. pointless. Yeah. But um, anyhow, he played in game number two, Willie played 1640 mm-hmm. and he had four minutes of power play time. Mm-hmm. So basically if you didn't have that power play time, you mm-hmm. don't want to be at 12 minutes. Yeah. I thought to myself, that, again, that's not enough for my for that caliber of player. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with I, that. And I just think, and and then you look at the ice time. Uh, I looked at the ice time of obviously the top line with Matthews and Marner. Like they were a bit more down to earth. They were like just over twenty two minutes for mm-hmm. the night. But I'm like, you know, what is it to just like Keith said? He's not into line matching so mm-hmm. much like no he i think what he does more is he kind of sees depending on where we are in the game what line is being effective and he'll tend to play them more like i actually think he played the third line more kerfoot and val Mikheyev, in instances be interesting to see what their uh ice time was in comparison but i kind of feel like that's what he does so that probably took that away Maybe it's also because that was the first day that they had put together Felino at center yeah. and Nylander yeah, yeah. and true. Galchenyuk. That was Galchenyuk's first game and they had never played together before. So to kind of give them a little bit more time to acclimate and, and you know, as opposed to putting them out too much and making them a little bit more vulnerable like that. I think that maybe gives them a little bit more time to get used to each other and to see how Felino was because remember last year when, when they put um, Nylander in on center and it was a really hard adjustment. So maybe Keith's learning from that and is like, okay, I'm not going to put these guys in, into, you know, too much harm's way and hold back on them a little bit just because, Felino hasn't been a centerman for a while and he's never played yeah. with these two guys in that situation. So uh, maybe that's part of the reason. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, I guess, as it, as it goes on. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, now they're not going to get the, I have difficulty thinking of home ice because it's like, to me, it makes no difference whether they're playing here or there or whatever, but yeah. they won't have the, they won't have the last change in Montreal, but, no. um, but yeah, so we'll see how it goes, I guess, as the series goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So the only other, I guess on the D, I guess Sandine, he's just been, uh, <laughs> like he, he's, he got sh- caught on that shorthanded goal in game number one. Yeah. But that wasn't really his fault, though. It's no. just the, the, the only fault I would say is that if Riley was there, Riley's probably faster than him and maybe would have got back a little bit better. Um, and more experienced also too. So there's that, but that, that was really Joe Thornton's fault. Yeah. Bobbling that in, in the, the offensive zone. So that, that game, I, I just, I, I don't know why, but well, I do know why I, I just think that it was a washout because of that whole incident. I just think that we, we, to lose it only two to one, it was just like, yeah, I, don't, like I we thought really, that was really we, good. We did dominate for the majority of, of that game one, yeah. reg- regardless. Like when we came out in the second period, we looked like ourselves, like, and we had so many chances. And uh, Carey Price had an amazing game that night, too. He yeah. played incredible. Yeah. So um, it's just one of those things, plus the whole situation. 
Um, yeah. That made it much difficult. But I have to give Keith credit for going back and putting Sandine in again and yeah. letting yeah. him, you know, get his confidence back. And boy, did he get his confidence back. And I know I've said it before, but he has yeah, a but, shot. And yeah, he, he can really, really find spots to get it through, which is was incredible to see. But do you know who gives him that confidence? <laughs> did you? Why don't did you, you tell me? It's William Nylander. I know Willie William said Nylander. that he he learned it from him. Yeah, I heard that. I thought you gotta was, love that, eh? Oh, Willie Willie, Willie Styles. Yep, Willie Styles. Right, that is just the perfect. <laughs> Right. Perfect comment from that guy. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he just <laughs> loves all of it. But um, he loves the attention, that guy. Right. And he's yep. smiling away. But well, you know what? Anyhow. If the thing about Willie is, is that, you know, like we talked about the people that are he, he's got no shortage of haters out there, but he doesn't let that stuff get to him. He's yeah. he has confidence in himself and he believes in himself. And he's, if he's passing that on to um, young Sandine, then uh, more power to him uh, for, you know, instilling that same kind of feeling of confidence and self-worth. Because you know what? If nobody else is going to believe in you. You need to believe in yourself. So I'm I'm all for that. Anyway, it's going to be interesting to see um, how things go with the back to back coming on Monday and Tuesday, and what Keith is going to do, and also what the Habs will do with their lineup. Like, could Cole Caulfield um, come in? Like they brought in Coke and Yemi. Like, is that kind of thing going to happen? Like, they need some goals, obviously. So, yeah, yeah, they need they. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess they're still going to continue with this um, idea that they have have to run us at a, every opportunity, run us through the well, boards. Um, I with that, I say more more power to you. Keep on doing that because that's not a recipe for them to win. So let's get yeah. into talking about the Habs a little bit more. Then, so we all know, like you said, that their plan is to basically run us at every opportunity. It didn't work so well for them in Game Two, and they spent most of the time in the box. So. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, they're giving us lots of, you mentioned before, you mentioned uh, like they're giving us lots of practice time to uh, mm-hmm. to get our power play going. We actually looked, we've looked bo- good in both games, actually. Game one, we were 0 for 4. Yeah. And then, um, but I, and then we were 2 for 5 yesterday. But I mean, if they continue to take penalties, like that's just, um, yeah, like that's going to kill them basically because we are eventually we are going to score and uh i don't know what else other than cole caulfield on their side i don't know what else who else say and and really like is a guy like that who has had like what uh dipped his toe into the nhl at the end of the season is is that the guy that's going to be your savior like I don't know. Like to me, he's like, he reminds me like the way he sort of has come in a little bit about when Kasperi Kapanen played his, his first year with us. And he got called up towards the end of the season, played a few games and he was like incredible with those breakaways and stuff. And, uh, did the same in the, in the, the first round of the playoffs and looked really great. Um, you know, yeah. but to me, it's a similar situation. So like, but the he didn't end is, up doing anything. He didn't make it so that we won that series. So yeah. the other thing is, though, it is playoff hockey. And I don't, he is, a, I don't think he's matured enough to like 
to take the physicality of the mm-hmm. of the game. I don't know how. I mean, he's a fast player. Obviously, he's fast and skilled. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how he does um, if he gets in, in. Yeah, if he does get in, but. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't I don't think he's like some huge game changer for for the Habs. Their bottom line, their their hope is Carey Price. Yeah. Is that he just and what we have to do though, I mean, I'm sorry I can't like if Carey Price, that's fine if he stands on his head again for another game, but there's no way that we can say that we're being out goalied again. No. Like this for sure. whole thing about being out goalied is mm-hmm. like forget that because if we remember back in uh, 93 in those playoffs with mm-hmm. Curtis Joseph being in St. Louis net. Mm-hmm. He, don't you remember those nights? He was stopping like over 60, close to 70 yeah. shots. Yeah. And we still won that series mm-hmm. in seven. Mm-hmm. We still got through there. So really it's, it's about the will at that point. For sure. Thing, and right? like, and yeah. even like on our side, you know, Felix Potvan, uh, he was a rookie uh, that was his first playoffs, but he, he, uh, had some bad nights, you know, where he like let in yeah. like six goals and we still found that that team still found a way to win because like, yeah. you, I think you said this, uh, earlier that, uh, we just need them to, we just need our goalies, whoever is in net, if it's going to yeah. be Jack Campbell all the way, that's great. But he just needs to not let in that last one. So yeah. we need yeah. we need we need them to save that 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 last one, and it doesn't matter if it's like if we win six five. Yeah, he just doesn't yeah. need to be the one letting in that six. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, exactly. And our and our forwards need to score, and that's why last night I was I loved it because that was definitive. It wasn't a three, two squeaker. It wasn't a nail bite till the end. Are we going to win? Are we going to lose? No, it was definitive. It was a very comfortable win. They did not look like they even broke much of a sweat last night to me. So I was feeling pretty, pretty calm. And to me, that's a good sign because last year compared to the roller coaster we went through this last night did not look like that at all. Didn't feel like it. Yeah, the only thing last night I thought that I was at the end of the, like when they had that six on five for so long when they pulled the goalie. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a little bit too long. And the only other thing I'm hoping that Dominic Ducharme, that head coach of the Habs, doesn't try is that stupid challenge again. Because I really, I, I'm thinking that that was just because no, he I wanted think his players Ber- to rest. I I don't know about that. I actually think that Bergevin was the one who wanted them to challenge that because if oh, really? just, yeah, you didn't yes, see I that. Did see, yes, yeah, him yeah. pointing like, what's that? What's that? I'm like, honestly, I, I I anyway, it was a poor move on their part. Oh, God. Um, that's not going to how- happen again either. No, no, so. They they tried that, so yeah, <laughs> they tried it failed. That move. They tried yeah, and failed. It's, fu- it's funny though because apparently the the league had a, the Minnesota Vegas game. I guess yeah, it was at I the guess same that's time. Why it took so long. Yeah. They had one the of challenges the challenges going. They said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is odd. Again, the two would happen at the same time, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, I don't think they should be trying that again unless they want to keep giving us power play practice time. Yeah, but even <laughs> yeah. when you're mentioning that when there was towards the end of the game when it was that this they were going six on five for so long. Um, to me, they weren't looking like they were that much of a threat, though, during that. Like, I wasn't that worried. I no. wasn't feeling worried. Yeah. So I think that, you know, 
RD uh, was much improved uh, um, in that game. So yeah. uh, if we can, you know, hang on and, and yeah, do we'll- that again, you know, for the next next three, then I think yeah. we're going to be looking good. Yeah. So we'll see how the series goes on. And we are recording this on a Sunday. And obviously, we know that a lot of things can change in the next few days. But we are hopeful that uh, we're going to be on the other side of this thing uh, next time we talk to you guys. Yeah. So before we go, just a reminder to check out our previous episode for our playoff preview. Uh, We do have a lot of good stuff in there. And also be sure to, again, participate in our playoff game day polls. We want to get the pulse of Leafs Nation and we look forward to sharing the poll results with you. And also, you all know we love hearing from you and our social media followers. So if you have a poll question that you would like us to consider for a future game, by all means, DM us and you might see your question used on our social media on game day. Also, if you have any thoughts on what we talked about about the show, also get in touch with us or you can email us at ladiestalkinleafs at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on all our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at LTL1917. And another way to connect with us is at ko-fi.com. That's K-O-F-I.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can also support us there and buy us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. Find the link to our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. As always, thank you to our healthcare workers. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel for this pandemic. And thank you, though, for everything that you do. Stay safe and well, everybody. And go Leafs, go! Go!